Okay, back with Detroit is different. I'm here right now with Just Kutch. How are you? I'm pretty good. All right, all right. So with this whole thing, we're at Techonomy, Detroit 2015. I've been here before. Oh. Have you been here before? No, this is my first time. Okay, how did you hear about Techonomy? I was invited to speak here. <laughs> so. Okay, that's a great way to hear about something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, so what are you speaking about? So I'm going to be talking about um, how workers are using technology to advocate for themselves in the workplace um, and how we're seeing uh, the future forms of the labor movement emerge through these distributed tools and technology, whether it be Glassdoor um, or the site that you know, we operate at coworker.org um, that helps workers campaign for improvements on the job. Okay, you led right into my next question, which was going to be, so what do you do? <laughs> um, so uh, I'm the co-founder of Coworker.org. We're a okay. digital platform for workers to advocate for change in their workplace. Okay. We launched two years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, we're essentially trying to create the conditions for a 21st century labor movement to emerge, one that reflects the needs of 21st century workers, which are quite different than the workers of, you know, the big industrial factories of the early 20th century, which is how current trade unions kind of grew out of. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're starting just in a very simple way by connecting workers to each other. So we have networks of, for example, 25,000 Starbucks employees hmm. um, subscribe to coworker.org and have joined um, more than two dozen campaigns in their workplace. Okay. Uh, we have 20,000 American Airlines employees from all over the country who are campaigning on issues around travel benefits, things that as, as a consumer I don't fully understand, but they're very particular to the needs okay. of that workforce and in that company. Okay. Um, and so we're trying to figure out, you know, what's the combination of expertise that used to live inside labor institutions mm -hmm. uh, and technology that can allow workers to just do it themselves um, that can help workers actually win change. Okay. Now, with this whole thing, because that's a heck of a task to take on, and the whole idea and concept of it, and we're sitting in the city of Detroit, which mm. you talk about labor movements, my whole life, mm. you know, yeah. it's been big. So many things are affected by unions, even still here, that exist. Yeah. So when you think about the labor movement and how it can transition in today's world and to, with today's worker, what led you to even say, okay, this is something that I want to build? Well, actually, the moment, the light bulb moment for me um, was what's commonly referred to as the Wisconsin Uprising. I don't mm -hmm. know if, does that ring a bell for you? So that Share was, the information. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what year that was. I think it was 2011 or 2012. Okay. And Scott Walker uh, in Wisconsin, the governor, then governor of Wisconsin, okay. decided to revoke this. collective bargaining rights for public sector employees in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, um, on wages and, and certain conditions in their workplace. And what happened was overnight in a complete occupation of the Capitol, and it wasn't just union members who were occupying the Capitol building in Madison, it was young people. It was non-union workers in the community who just cared about this idea that, you know, workers should have the right to have a voice in their workplace and perhaps collectively negotiate mm -hmm. um, around conditions in their workplace. And I had been working at a, at a labor union at that time, and I was surprised by that because I had spent five years working in the labor movement and um, was under the impression that especially young people didn't care mm -hmm. about collective power, about worker, workers' rights. And suddenly I was like, maybe that I'm wrong about that. Um, 
because clearly something's happening out there and labor unions aren't necessarily like it's not being they're not controlling it but but young people and young workers and grad students care about this idea um, and so that led me to sort of go on this journey I worked for a bit at change.org which is um, a platform for people to run petitions on any issue they care about and mm -hmm. has think more than 150 million users at this point around the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I supported a lot of workers um, at change.org who are running campaigns um, and began to sort of tinker with this idea of like a sort of more decentralized labor movement. Like what if workers themselves just organized on their own using technology um, okay. and saw opportunities where workers were actually winning small changes. Hmm. Um, but these, but so give an example of like a small change that a worker sure. started. So uh, in 2012, um, two weeks before Thanksgiving, a Target retail worker named Anthony Hardwick started a campaign when he learned that for the first time ever, Target retail stores were going to open um, Thanksgiving Day and okay. have workers basically miss Thanksgiving dinner with their families. Yeah. Um, Anthony was um, upset about that, for one, because of the lack of notice they gave workers who had already made plans with their families, um, and also just for, he, he, he in particular was upset that his manager had a newborn daughter at home and like couldn't be with her on mm -hmm. the holiday. And, um, and so that night he went home and started a petition um, asking Target to go back to its previous, the hours that it had had for the past five years or so. Mm -hmm. um, and what happened next was I mean, there was international media coverage. Worker target employees from all over the country joined that campaign. Mm. Um, there was actually a target warehouse worker that decided uh, to deliver, hand deliver that petition to target headquarters in Minneapolis. Ain't that so? Um, and target said on the record, okay, so these hours aren't mandatory. Like if, if, there are, if you have a conflict, speak to your manager, we'll do our best to accommodate um, to accommodate your needs. Now, they probably didn't really accommodate any workers' needs, but if you're a labor organizer, you know that that's movement. You've moved the dial a little bit, um, and you've you've basically created a dialogue between an employer and its employees. Mm -hmm. So that was a signal to us that there's more that's possible here. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem was, I mean, change.org is an, an incredibly powerful tool, but it's a general tool. It's meant for everybody on any issue. And so, you know, a thousand target employees joined Anthony's campaign, but then they were never communicated with again as fact. target employees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they didn't have access to each other mm -hmm. ever again. So you built this community of supporters in your company hmm. and then they evaporated after the campaign was over. So that's just like one example of how as a, as a campaigner, which is sort of my bread and butter, that's, that's like the profession I come out of, that I saw an opportunity. It, you know, what if every campaign that workers ran on, on our site uh, built the network of employees in that company. And that's how we got to 25,000 mm -hmm. uh, Starbucks baristas belonging to coworker.org mm -hmm. is because of campaign after campaign built that community. So, you know, by the end of the year, we'll be, we'll have 10% of Starbucks's global workforce that's subscribing. That's um, and what becomes possible when you can, when you, when you've got tens of thousands of your coworkers who would have your back and be willing to, to post on Instagram, to speak to the media about, um, a wage hike that they want to see. Uh, we think that, you know, much more is possible. 
Okay, now in today's society, definitely as the whole idea of work is changing, the whole idea of having a career is changing, and definitely the way money is given, how do the ideas of something like tech economy, hmm. in the sense of technology connecting these people, A, and then also being a force and course of action that they may take into seeing things change, how do employees at a place that you know, may not necessarily have that accessibility, that may not necessarily be as tech savvy, get access to something like this so they can implement something like this and move forward with it. So, I mean, I've been surprised by our user base is primarily um, currently low-wage workers on smartphones, mm -hmm. um, which is the primary way they're accessing the internet. And they're mm -hmm. coming to coworker.org through social media channels. Mm -hmm. So they're not like opening up an email and clicking on a link. They're on Facebook and they see a promoted post. Um, and then they, they share it with the, all their friends who work at Burger King. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, I, I, I'm sure, yes, there, we can't be all things to all people. There will be workers that aren't a part of this because that's not the world they live in. But mm -hmm. so many working people have rich Already lives connected. online and are mm -hmm. connected. So why aren't we building tools for, to, to harness mm -hmm. that potential? Um, and then the other thing about you asked about techonomy, I had a lot of light bulb moments this morning. There was one talk, I forget um, the gentleman who gave the talk, but it was about maker cities as jazz cities and um, specifically about how we're entering into this age when we have expectations around having agency in designing our communities and our cities um, and, and the way that we've, you know, kind of configure our lives that maybe didn't exist 50 years ago or 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I have, I, I think that extends to the workplace. I think that especially millennials, our attitudes towards our employers are changing and we expect to have more of a voice. Uh, mm. We want to participate in decision making, um, perhaps more than our parents or our grandparents did. Um, and uh, you know, there, there's a sense of ownership of what we're creating together. What are we co-creating? Um, that I think lends itself to this resurgence in workplace organizing and advocacy. Mm -hmm. Workers want to be able to have an independent voice, um, you know, outside of the traditional channels of going to the HR director or, or going up the chain, and mm -hmm. which is, the, there's totally appropriate moments for that as well, but there, there are also times when you need to organize. I, I definitely understand. I've had a, um, even though my experience as a hip hop artist and right now building my marketing firm has a, a great deal of opportunity where I'm thrilled about being an entrepreneur, I've had my litany of jobs where I wish I could have gone up the chain on definitely. So, you know, this something like this seems very interesting and also something that I could look to interacting with you a little bit more because I think more people here definitely need to find out about that. But unemployment is also one of the strong issues mm -hmm. that we deal with here. Mm -hmm. So do you see even a comp component dealing with this connecting to maybe the displaced workers that mm -hmm. used to be at a place do you see something like that possibly being a part of it as massive layoffs are one of the things that has been happening in this city my whole life almost, or in this yeah. region my whole life? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, we are building networks of employees who are churning through the job market. So mm -hmm. they might join coworker.org as a current employee, but their employment status may change. Yes. Um, you know, we haven't thought too much about how to engage 
those folks, in part because it's, I mean, I think a lot of the advocacy is around policy solutions, mm -hmm. and not, we don't do that. Not, okay. not because it's not important, but because so many groups do do policy advocacy, mm -hmm. and none that I know of are focused in this sort of you know, non-union workers just uh, self-organizing within their own companies. Well, you just, you just set up something where anybody listening right now, definitely through Detroit is different with what's happening with unemployment throughout the city of Detroit and underemployment, unemployment, we need to figure out something. And I'm gonna hold you to this, Jess. We're gonna be talking a little bit because right. I think that, especially being that, the swell and the loss of so many jobs and mm -hmm. displaced workers and people being so unemployed so long, they're not even listed as unemployed anymore. You know, yeah. so it's tough, but that's still a class of a lot of people that do have experience that have been in positions that may even lend some expertise and some knowledge into what's happening especially if you lost your job because of it no longer exists as opposed to you lost your job because i don't know you were doing something where you deserve to lose your job that's a whole different situation and that's a very real reality here throughout this region and i'm i'm guessing some of those workers are uh, those unemployed workers are taking on gig work um, just yeah. to try to cobble together a living mm -hmm. um, and you know we, we're seeing more um, technology platforms enable gig work like Postmates, um, mm -hmm. Instacart, and Uber, mm -hmm. of course, is, yeah. is one example. But um, you know, folks who are just trying to make a living often are are doing gig work on six different platforms at the same time. Um, you know, one of the things that we do at Coworker is we're broadening or stretching the definition of employer. So, you know, you might just be doing gig work, which is technically 1099 independent contractor work, but um, for all intents and purposes, you know, you work for or at that company. Mm -hmm. um, and you can use coworker.org to, to find other gig workers and advocate for improvements on that platform. Okay. That's very unique. I know this definitely ended up being a little bit more than I expected, but great information. I, I could sit here and talk to you so much more, but I want you to get back to the conference. It was great, but I do want you to give people the information of how they can connect with you, how they can connect with what you're building, how they can get involved. Sure, yeah. Um, so you can find us at coworker.org. Um, and then our, if you'd like to contact me personally, just uh, check out our About Us page um, off our homepage, and you'll find my contact info there. And anyone can start a campaign on coworker.org. Um, so if you've got an issue or an idea about how to improve your workplace, I encourage you to start a campaign. Uh, we'll connect you to resources and support, uh, to help your campaign succeed. And, um, yeah, we'll grow together. <laughs> it seems like rate my professor <laughs> for, for rate my employer. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks a lot.